Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It is the kid XAB. I'm your co-host, Distinguished the God. So uh, you got a you got an all man this moment. I mean, we gotta we gotta do a couple of clarifications. Uh, cause of your drunk ass last week, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you got an all man first before we even get into all that. Yes, I, I have an all man. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, this past Monday, Distinguished was tested for COVID-19, um, and, uh, Distinguished has his results and the results are motherfucker. I'm negative. Y'all niggas know. Y'all... Listen, I, I probably take more chances than a dog trying to see if he could get some pussy from a cat. You know, I I I, I take those chances. Okay. Well, I'm All right. I'm glad you're ne- you're and negative. I, <laughs> I don't I don't right. know how them things correlate, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> so uh, shout out shout out to me for taking care of me for still taking all the risks that I've taken in life, and God is telling me. He's not through with me. Nigga, why are you looking at that like you like like you drinking something that's of importance? Nigga, that's water. Stop. Some juice in here, man. Re- relax. It's juice. Okay. juice it's, in oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I, I got a little wine. Are you drinking some Bel Air? Listen, you don't need Bel-Air? to be drinking no motherfucking alcohol while doing this shit <laughs> after last week. That's that's all I got to say. Um, I have an all man. So I think I finally realized why we always say these niggas born after 1995, something, something ain't right. And I've, I've. Wow. Yo, shout out to, shout out to our 1995 I've come to the conclusion that these niggas Mm -hmm. have a hard head, but a soft bottom. Uh Like I had to bring it back to like great grandfather speak. Like these niggas. (laughs) Are the first to tell somebody suck they dick. They the f- they Whoa, they the first to start screaming and yelling at some shit. But when you give these niggas the hard facts, mm. if you give it to them straight right. and you give them the raw, they are the first niggas to start wanting to cry, wanting to get upset, wanting to talk about emotions. But I thought give but I thought giving it to them raw was was better. I thought so too. But but they they can't handle it. Right. If it if it's if it's not packaged in the way that they need it to be packaged, niggas is being mean right. or niggas don't understand or niggas <laughs> don't don't right. feel them or whatever. They they're they're very entrenched in emotion. I think that that is mm. is why there's a little bit of a disconnect between Gen Z and everybody okay. else. So I finally figured that shit out this week. 
Gen Z got you. I was trying to. I was like, where are you going with this? Gen Z. Yeah, they, these niggas are considered. Yeah, those Gen Z kids. Gen Z. Man. Yeah, generational Z. I don't. I don't know what's good with Generation Z. I don't know. Shout, shout out to my nieces and nephews though. Some some of them are a bit on point. Some of them be on some. Yeah, I told I told that old man to suck my dick, Uncle. Word. Boy, I, I'm so glad I wasn't on the train with you. I would probably slap the shit out of you. Honestly, yeah, I probably slap the shit out of you. My own nephew, I probably slap the shit out of you. Because I do not talk. I've never spoken to none of my elders like that in my life. Even if I was mad at them, I never said, yo, daddy, yo, suck my dick, nigga. Nah, I, I wasn't even a thought before. to talk to somebody did. above the age of 25 like that. Even even younger. Right. Like, if I was 16 and I came across right. a 19-year-old, because I wouldn't even think to talk to them like that. Right, because some... So, But the thing is, though, bro, some of these young kids... They don't have the fear. Like, I don't I don't think nobody really put fear in their heart the way our parents and the people before us coming up put fear in our heart. I never did no shit like that because I don't want to get fucked That's up. That's the thing. Ain't not, they ain't never <laughs> been they punched in their mouth. That's what it is. No, these young kids never got punched in their mouth. They never got slapped in the face. None of that. They never got pushed down the stairs, thrown off a plane. Yo, they need some real shit to happen to them. Real shit. And I ain't, I'm not saying that on some, like, wild shit. I, I really mean, like... <laughs> sometimes you go through certain experiences and then if you don't have certain consequences you'll continue to do the same shit over and over because you don't think consequences exist and i think for a lot of a lot right. of younger people because we're getting more into a age where it's like the consequence doesn't come directly from the system excuse me the consequence doesn't right. come directly from the action you gotta go through all other means just to get something to happen to somebody i think for them mm-hmm. they feel like they feel more emboldened to take certain actions that we wouldn't they they feel more emboldened that nothing's right. going to happen to them if they go into the store and knock everything down and do it for youtube or do it for the gram there's no repercussion to that mm-hmm. the store owner just gets upset the police aren't really involved um, we'll talk about police and we shouldn't even be mentioning these niggas, but the police don't really get called like back right. in the day. If you did that shit in the 90s, mm-hmm. you was either getting your ass beat by the store, the people in the store, the, the people on the block or the police were going to get called right. and, you know, you're going to have to deal with that. But it's not like that this day. Even if the police are called for something like that, they just they some of them will just be like, ah, it is what it is. Other times the niggas going to die. There's no right, in between. Right, right. Either somebody's getting shot. Or they just letting it go. But um <laughs> Speaking of Speaking about let yeah, speaking about letting it go. So brother, you did put me on. So before you start, I just wanna say for all our listeners, sometimes when you're wrong, you just gotta say you're wrong. Sometimes, you know, um I've been known to spew misinformation in the past or fucking up names where I should have been just pr- uh trying to pronunciate the shit properly. So for our listeners listening, I'm about to say something that I never thought I'd be saying, but I apologize for speaking ill will on Black, Michael Jordan's name. Yes, Black Mike, who used to play for the Bulls and the Wizards. Um, This whole entire time, when I say whole entire time, I mean probably for the last 10 years, I was under the assumption that Michael Jordan actually had some type of investment or or some type of stake in prisons, keeping black and brown bodies behind bars, and he was getting a little paycheck, a little cut on the side. That is not the case. Uh, My brother XAB has brought some brand new information to my attention. And I did take time to read articles, read tweets, and I am informed. I'm up to speed. Michael Jordan, if you're listening, if you've ever listened, I spoke ill will on your name. Sir, I apologize. That doesn't mean I'm still going to be supporting uh, Jordan sneakers 
because you want to jump on a bandwagon now. Nigga, you're too late for me. I'm sorry. You, you, you're too late for me, nigga. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's, there's this, uh, there's been this notion for a while that Michael Jordan has been investing in prisons. Um, and I don't, I know how it got started. Nike apparently has some form of connection uh, to prison labor. And that's how they get some of their their shoes and stuff uh, created cheaply. And at the same time, there's some governmental official. I can't remember if he was a mayor or a governor or whatever he was. Um, and he has mm-hmm. some ties. Well, he is the one who is investing in prisons and his name is Michael Jordan. So around 2014 or 15, somewhere around there, uh, the idea of Michael Jordan being invested in prisons became a prominent thing. Now, I will say when you do look up the information on it, the one thing that is a little Mm -hmm. weird, a little off putting is Mm -hmm. that uh, the articles pretty much say the exact same thing verbatim. And that tells me that that could be a PR thing. That tells me the way that Mm. it's just written verbatim. The only thing that kind of differentiates it and makes it kind of like maybe is the tweet from uh, Rashid. But when you read the different articles, a lot of them say the exact same words verbatim. So they seem like someone just copied and pasted some shit. But nonetheless, the, the information that we have is that he does not have a personal investments in prison. So we have said that on this podcast before and uh, we need to needed to clarify that. Second thing we needed to clarify. I don't, I don't even know why you thought the nigga was gay, but (laughs) we need to clarify that uh, the association with Christian Louis Vuitton. Okay. Well, that's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's just bad. But, um, Virgil is not gay. Um, my man's distinguished over here was uh, giving him a lot of uh, slack about not getting dick for the next week. But um, Virgil, <laughs> literally, he, he wasn't Virgil don't dick. care about getting dick. <laughs> Clearly, Virgil cares more about giving dick, and I'm, I'm so, here with him. Um, yeah, he has a wife and two children. Um, so yeah, Virgil, I apologize if you're listening. I apologize. I I, I thought that. Uh, you enjoyed um, having uh, men indulge in you and you and them, but that's not the case. Um, so uh, I-, I apologize again to you, black brother. I-, I thought I thought you were taking dick, but it's clear that you're out here giving dick. And I, I, and I think it's important to clarify uh, solely because I know that some people could get offended at the idea of uh, associating a gay man with... Uh, being in the design industry or something like that. And Obviously, right. he's not gay. So definitely making that clarification. That wasn't obviously the intent. This nigga's just crazy. Distinguished <laughs> was off the henny, y'all. What you what you want? <laughs> what you want? And if you thought last Yo, week was crazy, crazy is- our dumbasses listened to an old episode of ours when we was really fucking Yo. it up. And I think we Yo. both inspired to get back to that. So um I don't know if you're ready to get to these Yo. topics, bro. That episode was crazy. I was like, yo, we was bugging on that episode. And to think that was four years ago. Yeah, that ago. was a while ago. That was a... I, that, that was crazy. But yeah, these topics, yeah, we're about to get right back into it. So defund the police to me 
let's look at the word defund. So defund means to, if you put a D in front of some of these words, like despun, despell, what it means to me, it means taking something, something away that you've already given or taking something away to the extremity where whoever you're giving it to, institution, person, they're never going to get that shit back. So at first I thought it was just about bread, but it's not about bread. It's about privileges as well that can be stripped away from the police. That's what comes to my head when I think of defund the police. So, yeah, that I, I don't know what it means. We've to you. Uh, we spoke a little bit about defunding the police last week, um, but obviously mm. over the week. Uh, it's become a heavier topic. So defunding the police to me, when I first heard the notion of it, I I thought about it in the way that it's starting to unravel itself, which is that the police have the a lot of police departments have huge budgets. We're talking about billions of dollars mm-hmm. in each state goes to the police department. Um, and what people are saying and what it. It, what I figured was that they wanted to take some of those funds away and reallocate them. And we spoke about it again, like last week, uh, reallocate it into different parts of communities. But I think it also, like you said, they're also talking about make putting laws in place that kind of restrict certain things that police are now able to do and kind of get away with or they don't have it questioned. Like there's certain ways that they can do certain things in cases, maybe brutalize somebody. Yeah. And. Yeah. The Eric the Eric Garner right, law was just right, passed, right? And that was already yeah. illegal, which, is, which I think that is shit was fire. already illegal, right? So I don't illegal. know why they had to pass a Correct. second law. It's just a little weird, but <laughs> like what? <laughs> like we doubling up on laws, uh, <laughs> nigga? This is fucking Uno, <laughs> like plus two, nigga. <laughs> Draw yeah, two, like, what? <laughs> nigga. What are we Draw talking two. about? Um, niggas thought they was throwing a wild in and no nigga <laughs> skip in reverse. <laughs> we, we 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 put a skip in reverse. Facts, man. like what are y'all doing? But um. But yeah, that's that's what it means to me. Um, I don't think it's radical in the idea. I think it sounds very radical because when you ever talk, when you talk about defunding something that is supposed to be a public safety thing to protect people, the automatic thought is that we're going to be less safe because they have less funds to do whatever it is that they need to do. But I don't think that. I mean, right. I don't know if you. I'm, I think you would agree, but I don't think that they're using the funds they have right now appropriately. Really? I mean, it, if they're not training think, their officers uh, properly and niggas is getting killed and 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 every time we see officers, they're coming out looking like fucking Iron Man. I don't, I don't mm. know if you need Iron Man to, for a, a, a ticket stop. Like, the problem is I feel like when the police dress up the way they do, honestly, sometimes these cops be looking like fucking clowns. Like, nigga, you're not <laughs> RoboCop. Um, you, 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 you're not him. But I think they dress like that to intimidate people. And it's like, New York to me is the only state that I've seen that we don't give a fuck how the officers dress. If a nigga gonna strike an officer, he gonna strike him. We've seen it already. Niggas were striking officers up. Um, yesterday, an officer was shot mm. in Far Rock. I bet that didn't make the news. I was in Far Rockaway when mm-hmm. I heard that news. And I was in the area where the officer mm. got shot. Could you believe that? So... Listen, man, a lot of wild shit is about to really start happening. But I think some of the police now, and I can't be too mad about it. I'm not saying I want this to happen, y'all. Listen to what the fuck I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if more police understood how severe their actions was, the a lot of these cops now probably wouldn't be getting so fucked up now because a lot of cops is getting fucked up in the street. They are. And, you know, maybe it's time that they get a little piece of their medicine. I'm not saying go kill cops, but hey, you know, 
Nigga, if you if you feeling like you froggy that day, nigga, go snuff well, that nigga. <laughs> this nigga. Um, well, for me, it, it kind of reminds me of the Batman paradox. And and the Batman paradox basically explains um, that if there wasn't a Batman, there wouldn't be a Joker. So you have this dude that, that mm. is fighting crime in a bat suit. Uh, running around, jumping from rooftops and shit like that. And when criminals see that, they say, oh, fuck, well, if he's out there, I got to go and I got to do something wild and I have to have something to protect me against a crazy nigga like that. So I'm going to start wearing paint and right. start throwing acid and wilding <laughs> out. So they call it the Batman paradox when it comes to crime, where it's like if the police officers keep escalating the situation then that means that criminals, people who are actually criminals, are going to start escalating mm-hmm. in their means to defend themselves. So if the police are coming out with a Glock <laughs> and they, they have uh, these badges on, I mean, they have these uh, protective armor on and helmets and shit, then it's only a matter of time before criminals start saying, yo, fuck it. Every time I go up against the police, now I got to have a fucking armor-piercing round. Or I got to have on my own protective armor and I got to have an AK-47. So the escalation, like you said, it does come from the police being in your face a certain type of way and you feeling intimidated like, what the fuck? And that doesn't de-escalate anything. So if we allocated the funds, I think, differently, um, and a lot of people have already broken it down in terms of like, if there's a mental health crisis, instead of it being two police officers with guns, that show up to the crazy person's door, you have a mental health professional and maybe someone who's armed in case that person starts to go into a violent um, frenzy. I think, I, think that's a, I think that's a great idea, but I think what, what would also be fire is if that police officer that came, let's say it's an officer that comes to help a couple figure out a domestic dispute, that officer that comes is also a counselor, is also a therapist, or they've taken a course so they know certain things to say, the procedure, and that particular officer does not show up with a fucking gun. That officer showed up to the crib with a possibly a, maybe a tape recorder, maybe a notepad, and maybe what they do is they figure out what the problem is that that couple is having, and they fucking do a follow-up like yeah. the next week. Like the officer comes back now when they do a follow up, like, hey, so and I how's think that that's going? dope. I think I think either either one of those visions, I I I I say keep the I say bring two pe- two separate people, someone who like an officer, like you said, that specialized in that, and then an yeah. officer who does have some form of uh, defensive measures on them, just in case some shit does get mm-hmm. out of control. But the office, let's say it's three <laughs> of them that show up. The, there's two of them that are right. there for the mental health aspect of it. And there's one of them that is there in right. case some some extra ish pop off. That one that's that's there for the mm-hmm. extra ish can stay in the car. He don't have to come in until right. the mental health people are like exactly like yo, right? Yeah, this we ain't this isn't right. going well. So we we gonna get out right. of here and we need you. Like other than that, we don't need someone who's trained solely for combat to go into a situation where having a conversation is most likely going to be the most beneficial thing for the people involved. Um, did you I see agree. Mike O'Mara while the fuck out on <laughs> on uh, Instagram and Facebook this week? 
No, I did not. But that is a fucking horrible <laughs> name. I hate that fucking name. Mike. Oh, what the I don't fuck know. is that? So Mike O'Mara is a, a representative for the police union. And he basically was uh, he got a, a lot of airtime this week for screaming into the mic saying he's tired of being called a thug and being basically labeled a monster. And as if the police force is is a negative thing. And then he basically thinks he drops the mic by saying, well, guess what? I'm proud to be a police officer. So Mike O'Mara okay. just completely missed the end. Did you get your dick sucked, Mike? I, I, I hope so. I hope he got something for that performance. <laughs> Honestly. Because this, this nigga was going for an Emmy. Like I don't, I don't, Oscar something. He was, he was going all in. Like my man was about to pop a vessel and get COVID nineteen all at the same time. But um, wow. Yeah, uh, I think he just totally missed the point. I think, I think the police union is totally missing the point if that is the message that they're deciding to go with. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, he got to figure that out because my father definitely gives the police union mm. bread. Every month, okay? He de- he de- he definitely uh, we definitely have a sticker on our fucking windshield. So, Mike, you better figure that shit out. You might lose a member, motherfucker. You might lose a member. Listen, that no no <laughs> nobody has anything negative to say about quote unquote good police or police rather that 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 do no, their job. No, I do I I commend exactly. all officers that do their job. There's an officer that I uh, follow mm. on Instagram. I think he's an amazing person um i know a lot of officers and of course not all officers are not bad all officers aren't terrible nobody wants ill will to happen to to officers but we have seen over the last month video after video of video of officers doing disgusting despicable things that if anybody in any other profession would do we would have them motherfuckers behind bars. If me, if if a nigga was doing Uber, and every time he pulled up to to drop off your delivery, he ran your ass over. That nigga would be in jail. We literally have video Clean. of police Clean. officers saying the protesters are blocking us, so we finna to run them over, and they run them over, like, <laughs> and they run that them over. Is, correct evil that is illegal like you should not just because you're a police officer you don't have the right to run niggas over for protesting and blocking your way you know all right they blocking us we can't move correct and and have somebody else de-escalate the situation which is what they're supposed to be doing um we've seen videos i've seen a new video um recently about a young boy i don't know if you you were aware of this case but a young boy, uh, he went out to go get groceries um, and it was cold. So he wore a ski mask. Um, and so he went and he's walking back home. Apparently, somebody calls the cops on him and says that he looks suspicious. So cops pull up on him, um, wrestle him to the ground, put him in some form of a chokehold that makes him pass out. The EMS show up and put a sedative in him. And six hours later, he dies. Or six days later, he dies. So, yeah. What? What? Wow. When, when the fuck I'm going to give this? you the article. I can't remember. But, oh, I think it was 2019, though. I think it, it happened last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I have to read that. Oh my God, that is some horrible shit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Like we we just keep seeing what the problems are, and nobody's saying that the whole force is shit, but there clearly are problems. And instead of taking a, a defensive stance, we need niggas to just. Take in, like any other profession, they would have to take in all this heat and they would have to come out with major reforms. That's basically what everybody's saying. And that's it. Um, how do you feel about the Amy Cooper law that, that is trying to get past that Cuomo put out here? Yo, I didn't even hear about that shit. So man. the Amy Cooper law is based off of um, what happened in Central Park with the uh, bird watcher and the white lady who called the cops saying that African-American man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what exactly does the law say? The law basically says that it will be illegal for anybody to call the cops and make a racial identification of anybody um, solely to get them like in trouble. Like, so if I call the cops and I say, um, yo, this this black man is harassing me. And then when the cops show up, mm-hmm. they're like, what happened? And it's like, oh, well, this black man uh, told me X, Y, and Z. And so, like, I called the cops. Now, what they're saying is you can face two to three years for making a call like that. Oh, I'm so fucking happy. So how much time is this uh, white person getting? <laughs> well, I don't... I. Well, I'm technically, she like, couldn't get charged with it because the law wasn't in place when it happened. Fuck. They got to give her something. Nah, she, some, some type of community service. Something something got to happen. Nah, hell no. Do, nah. They, they can't just be like, oh, we're just going to make an example of her. Nah, no. We need a real example. Do you example. feel like uh, police are being treated unfairly at this point? No. Police are getting exactly what they deserve. Some of them are getting what they deserve. However... If you grow on the same fucking tree as all the other bad apples and you so happen to fall from the tree, just because you fell don't mean that you haven't done bad shit. Maybe the day the other bad apples did some shit, you didn't do it right. that day. You you still a part of the apple. For, nigga, you were apple. Right. Nigga, you a cop. That doesn't mean that you are a... That doesn't mean that you're better than the other cops. I think there's cops that just do their job and they go home. They don't bother nobody. They don't try to uh, uh, harass anybody, whether they're black or white. But then there's cops. I'd be like, let me just joyride. Let me just pick on people. Let me just see what's up. And then maybe one day he might fall back. No, nigga, we can't forget what you did I mean, last I've, week. Nigga, that's you're a bad literally cop. happened to me where they had check checkpoints oh, set really? up. Um, I was with a mutual friend of ours. Um, and okay, and I was taking him home. And they had checkpoints set up claiming it was a car accident. I, I said this story, I think, on the podcast before. Claiming it was a car accident um, and it involved a police officer. And so they were just uh, stopping cars and, and making sure that they weren't the suspect. So they stopped our car and asked me for my license. And then homie was like, yo, are y'all fucking serious? So now they want to get they want to get rah rah. And. And oh, they like uh, start saying like little stupid shit. So then I'm like, yo, officer, I'm we're not even here for all that. Like, so I raised my window, and me and right. me and him start laughing because he said something. Um, like, yo, these niggas is really like fiending. And I was like, I was laughing. I was like, yo, right. chill. 
So then the nigga gonna knock on the window and be like, is there something funny? I wanna laugh too. And I say, yo, <laughs> I say, Wait, yo, what? officer, honestly, <laughs> yeah, these like, nuts. We not we not doing these that. Nuts. Like we we not fitting to do the I wanna <laughs> laugh too. And then um homie that was with me, he said he says something, but the other officers kind of looked at dude like, yo, you need to relax, cause this could become right. a, a situation and we not trying to make it that. Yeah. So uh how are you feeling about the riots and protesting this week? Um I feel like There's, the riots, the the riots and the protesting this week, I feel like um so shout out to all of my friends that have been a part of them. Shout out to my friends that have been orchestrating some of them from what I've been told and what I've been seeing online. And shout out to my friends in New Jersey who have been putting um protesting demonstrations and rallies together. And shout out to my friend all the way in Far Rock um miss phonetic wisdom she is actually getting ready to do a rally and she has reached out to local politicians councilmen councilwomen assemblymen assemblywomen so next week juneteenth stay tuned more information so i think for the most part some of the people that are putting it together bro they are trying to formulate a game plan instead of just breaking shit instead of burning down police cars which i feel like all right, we've been doing that now for like the last two weeks. I think we could stop that shit now. Um, I haven't heard much of that this week, to be honest. This week, no, but I'm still seeing like photos of like old shit that got burned down last week and the week mm. before. And I'm just like, let's stop recirculating that shit. Like, let's, you know, in the words of Eric Adams, shout out to Brie, our, uh, our girl Brie, uh, Miss uh, Brianna Abdullah from uh, A Blast Film. She did a, a short film um, that I posted on my page about 100 men in suits and they were doing a peaceful protest in Brooklyn and they marched okay. all the way to Brooklyn Borough Hall and they gave a statement on why it's important that we unify as a black community and um, who we need to really be doing it for. We need to be doing it for our young people. Our young people need to have examples of young black men setting the tone and setting the atmosphere. So they had young black boys and brown boys lead the march. And I thought that was I haven't seen nothing like that in a long time. So I was definitely like, yo, I'm, I'm giving it up to those brothers. Um, so I think some of them are trying to formulate a game plan. Eric Adams was giving a speech on what we need to do as a community. So I think we're moving away from the riot protesting aspect and we're moving into the right. Now, what do we need to start to put into play to get laws enacted, get some policies passed and get people to understand that, yo, even though our fight right now looks like it's with the police, it's actually with the system, brother. It's with, it's with the system, not just the police are a part of the system. They don't make up the system. So I think, you know, when, when we start to talk like that, we can figure out more ways to make the situation that we're in a less, less tense. Absolutely. Um, it also came out this week that one of the protesters that was involved with the burning down of the Minneapolis police department was a white man. So it wasn't even wow. black people involved in the uh, start of that flame. <laughs> so again, I mean, that goes back. White people burning down their own house. I love mm. it. It goes back to the conversation that we had last week where a lot of that violent shit or a lot of that looting and stuff like that, that a lot of it seems like it was either staged and or, People were trying to incite it because I'm going to keep it a stack. Black people might run to looting 
like that might be something that black people will do when shit start getting crazy <laughs> but just fucking shit up right. just to fuck shit up like burning down a police station most black people ain't trying ain't finna to go up and run into a police station and try and burn I, it down i agree we because we right. we know what that comes with so when <laughs> when that was something that happened that took me by surprise because i was like Black people really either really upset and don't give a fuck right now, or that wasn't a black person. I, I don't know no black person that would have said, yo, you know what we should do? Yo, let's burn down the police station. Niggas would have been like, nah, you got, yo, chill. Niggas ain't trying to get shot tonight, right? right? So, um, yeah. Right. A lot of the, a lot, I, I'm standing by that. A lot of the rioting was white people. Almost every video I've seen has been white people rioting. I know there's been black people that have been doing it, but almost every single Mm -hmm. video that I've seen has been like a white person involved or a white person doing it. It hasn't been black people Mm -hmm. leading those, those situations. But, um, but yeah, that that's good to see because I think people need to, to understand that we are moving with a purpose and niggas aren't just out here breaking glasses and burning buildings um that is a big fact speaking about burning buildings i think terry cruz is trying to burn his whole career down <laughs> um with the buffoonery and the coonery um what the fuck terry cruz i don't know man we was we was rocking with you with the me too well some of us was rocking with you i was one of those people rocking with you um because i don't think that was that that was um that was something that you would just make up but this new shit, I don't know what the fuck he's... T- I don't know. I don't know. Terry Crews is a weird... Terry Crews, are you getting your dick sucked? What's happening, bro? Terry Crews is starting to become a weird nigga to me, bro. So At this point, I'm, I, I have, I know, I'm starting to be convinced that somebody is paying him to say the stupid shit <laughs> that he's saying. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. So for, for the listeners, Terry Crews is big fucking 270... Uh, Six four broad ass of muscle decided that it would be mm-hmm. a smart idea to get on Instagram and write a post that says, um, we need white people involved in this movement as well. Otherwise, it mm-hmm. will just become black supremacy. What the fuck are you talking about, Terry Crews? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck fuck that is what what the fuck is black supremacy what's that we don't have that like we don't have that that's a made up niggas word. gotta get equality before they can get supremacy my nigga like what are you talking correct. about bro like correct like i don't even understand why that would be something at the forefront of your mind with everything going on oh well you know we should include mm-hmm. the white people so that we don't become the black <laughs> supremacists nigga is shucking and jiving bro like what are you talking, bro? Like what? Like I'm really trying to understand how that would even be the the thought that's going to be like, yo, you know what, yo, I gotta put this out here on the internet before this becomes black supremacy. Like nobody, mm. first of all, black people don't even think like that. There's not one black no. person I've ever come across that said, yo, I wish it was just black supremacy. We ruled over other people. And we made them feel some type of way because they weren't black. I've never heard a black person right. say some shit like that. I right. know that niggas is out there they that exist. But yeah, I, they probably exist, correct. They are in the three to one percent. Most black people don't think like that. Like that's just not a thing. Right. So when he said that, I was like, nigga, what what Kool-Aid are you drinking from, sir? Like Terry Terry 
Terry Crews is drinking the Kool-Aid from um, somebody's long-lost uh, slave master grandfather because uh, that's the only shit I could come up with. He, he went to Mammy House. He said, hey, sir, uh, can you get me the, some of that Kool-Aid? He said, sure, Terry. Let me go piss in this cup for your black ass real quick. Let me go piss in this blood. Why don't you go sip my pee water that's actually my blood? My blood, you're black, big ass nigga. You probably got a big old black dick too. You don't even get it sucked. <laughs> Yo, Terry Crews gonna listen to this shit like I fucking hate y'all. Yo, I'm. Yo. <laughs> Yo, I, maybe maybe we need to believe that Me Too shit even more with after this. Because he's traumatized. Mm-hmm. I think white people got him traumatized. That white man grabbed his balls and said, make a move, nigga. I got you for the rest, make a move. rest of your life. Like For the rest of your motherfucking nigga, I'll lick your ass crack. Keep fucking with yeah. me, Terry Crews. I'll lick your now, ass crack. Now, for the crack. rest of your life, I need you to say the coonest, <laughs> the most coonest shit you could ever say. Otherwise, I'm going to lick the ass, your ass crack for like, I'm gonna the lick top that to shit the bottom. Mm, top to the tip of the bottom. I'm going to make your toes curl, motherfucker. I'm going to make your toes curl. That nigga Terry Crews has been shook ever since because this shit don't make no goddamn sense. Another fuck Terry Crews kid's gonna listen to this and be like, "Yeah, he did drink that Kool Aid. That white man did squeeze <laughs> his dick like that." <laughs> oh God! Hey, yo, and I fucked with Terry Crews for a long time. Like when he was on, I forgot what show it was. I think I don't know. Everybody hates Chris, and he was doing he the, the fucking uh, the workout yeah. session with the <laughs> oh the workout sessions. That was um what uh. We talking about we talking about one of the Fridays. It, I think I think, think he did one of the Fridays. No no no, white chicks, white chicks. He was doing that shit. He did he did he was in white. He chicks. was in a sitcom too where he did some some workout shit. Um, I just can't remember the sitcom. the name of the, the sitcom, but we can't remember because we feel like our balls are getting squeezed by that. That's white a man. fact. Uh, at this point, <laughs> at this point, Terry is becoming less and less relevant for me. So I really don't give a fuck what he was in. Right, but um, correct. But yeah, uh, another. Black person that decided to jump into buffoonery and coonery this week was uh, Candace Owens. I, I fucking hate. I hate this fucking person. I can't even say woman. I hate this person. This being, this creature. I don't, I don't know her, what bro. she is, bro. I'm like, who are you? Now, listeners, to be clear, we really try to stay away from covering anything Candace Owens uh, because related. Yeah, That's a fact. Honestly, she's not really worth it, but. For today, I am going to go through everything that she said, and I'm going to give you a lay down of who she is with some of my opinion infused in it so that we could just finally lay this person to rest. I'm not even going to use a derogatory term with her. We could just lay this person to rest and uh, right. we'll probably never speak about her again unless she does some extreme Amen. coonery again. But even then... That's really what she wants. She she wants this type of attention. But all right. So this week, Candace Owens decided it was a good idea to dig into George Floyd's past and at this time mm-hmm. expose his record, which includes an armed robbery and drug use mm-hmm. um, from his past. So I think this was about 2006 or nine or something like that, mm-hmm. that he was he was having troubles with the law. Um, and her reasoning for doing so was obviously to try and and drudge up this old white 
Dramonious idea of a perfect mm. victim. So you know it's real when a nigga use a word called dramonious. I don't even know what the fuck that is, <laughs> nigga. Did you make that shit? That's nah, real nigga word. Said dramonious. But what the fuck is that? Essentially, this is what a lot of women accuse men of doing in cases of sexual assault. But um, this mm. is what white people also have done to black people for the longest period okay. of time, which really makes this super coonery. So what it is is right, right, right. Somebody gets wronged by the police, or somebody gets victimized right. by somebody, and instead okay. of saying, "Yo, that victimization was wrong. That should not have happened." Okay. You should not have been robbed. You should not have been killed. You should not have been raped. Instead of saying that, you say, "Well, you shouldn't have wore that. That's for men raping women. You shouldn't have wore that." Or right you know that part of town is bad or you know that uh, wearing a short skirt is going to get a certain amount of attention. With black people, what right. they decide to do is anytime somebody gets wronged by the police, well, he had a record or, well, he's not, he wasn't a good person. He wasn't this, he wasn't that. Now he was a he 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 was a dropout. Right. Like, huh? What, what the, the fuck, fuck does that have to do with getting shot thirty seven times <laughs> for going to the store? Like what, what, nigga? Right. Like so, this is what she decided to do. Um, she called George a uh, a terrible person this week. That was uh, something that okay. she said, and then she started a GoFundMe. Like this is super coonery. She started a GoFundMe. For a cafe that called George Floyd a thug. So the owner of the cafe. Oh, wow. The owner of the cafe went out and said, oh, George Floyd was a thug and uh, went on to continuously say nasty things about him. His own. He retracted his statements and said that he was wrong for what he said. But this chick decided that she wanted to do a GoFundMe. The GoFundMe actually raised two hundred thousand dollars, by the way. So for those of y'all who say racism wait, doesn't wait, exist, wait. wait. The GoFundMe raised over two hundred thousand dollars. Over two hundred thousand dollars, bro. Nah, nah. So yo, <laughs> racism is real because clearly that's a lot of racism dollars. Big facts. The funny part, though, what she left out is that George Floyd had turned his life to God, and she's supposed to be a Christian woman. Now, any Christian mm -hmm. would tell you that most of the representatives in the Bible had very uh, colorful past, if you would say. Yes. And yes. it was... A lot of them. It was through their colorful past that allowed mm -hmm. them to come to God and God giving them either an ultimatum or God showing them something, or in the New Testament, mm -hmm. speaking with Jesus yeah. and Jesus changing their heart. Correct. And when that happened, all of the sins of their past were uh, wiped away. So mm, we getting we uh, we getting five more Christian listeners on this motherfucker. Huh? And uh, and I say, uh, <laughs> this is what I mean. Uh, like, but uh, <laughs> Moses saw the bush. Uh, Moses saw, saw the, the bush, bush uh, the and the bush was bush. burning. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, Candice. Uh, like, but we know what David did, but David had a reason to do what he did. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day. What we're getting at is we're going to 
and the flames of hell. They're hot. And the flames of hell. Hallelujah. They're hallelujah. Hot. They are hot. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? I think we back, bro. I think we back. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting there. Um, We're getting there. The point of bringing it up mm. is Candace claims to be a Christian woman but would try and bring up another Christian's past to defame him for getting knelt on for eight minutes and 46 seconds. I don't, I don't see like how the two things add up. I don't see how that correlates. So that just, that kind of, it takes all of the flame away from her pushing this notion that she's just this black conservative woman that doesn't want to conform, conform to the norm. Like it takes away from all that. You 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 watching something in the background, bro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watching this motherfucker eat. Like you good? I'm sorry, bro. She she eating like a goddamn fucking horse. Like, God damn, slow down. Hey. Uh, it is what it's COVID nineteen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's COVID nineteen. I guess she act like the food is running from the plate. <laughs> like the fuck it's on there. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, listen to this shit. God damn it. But um, God damn it. All right, so let, let's just go into Candace really quick. I'm going to just do a little synopsis of, of who she is um, and some of the things that I've seen her do um, that kind of like really just discredit anybody who thinks that she's just doing this for uh, actual, like she actually it believes the shit that she says because I don't believe that she does. So, um, all right. Candace is completely disingenuous, in my opinion, in everything that she says, because it's designed for reaction and designed for spotlight. Like, I've never seen her take up something and it actually be a center issue or even Mm -hmm. an issue that may be leaning on the other side. Everything has to be conservative, extreme white right wing. Like, it has to be that. And it always has to get some Mm -hmm. form of a reaction. Why would you decide to call George Floyd a thug? Or why would you decide to call him a terrible person? There's no reason for it. Like, you could say, yo, I really don't agree with his past, but nothing like that should have happened to anybody. But instead, you go with the inflammatory statements on purpose because that is what you're trying to do. So mm-hmm. many on the right like to take up contrarian viewpoints and then mix it in with a political stance. That's what Candace always does as well. Uh, give an example, like someone from the extreme right, this like I've been seeing a stupid little YouTube videos, seeing some of their posts. A lot of them will say something like Black Lives Matters is nothing but a bunch of thugs that want anarchy and are linked to Antifa. Like that's something that you'll see consistently coming from right right wing talking points. Um, they want to right. defund the police to create anarchy. That's another thing. And it's nothing but a bunch of misleading rhetoric designed to allow people who don't understand that they have hidden biases to feel like they aren't wrong for disliking black people and the movement of Black Lives Matter. So there's a lot of people out here that say they're not racist and that feel like they, quote unquote, don't dislike black people. But will be the same people mm-hmm. that'll be quick to grab their bag if they see a black person in their neighborhood or question a black person mm-hmm. if they see a black person where they don't believe a black person should be. Like, 
Flo, has, Flo talks about it all the time, and these are the type of people that hold Flo some of these. talks about it all Exactly. The time. Have these type of viewpoints, yeah, but don't think they're racist. So Flo, for, right. Flo isn't here today, but Flo always recounts a story where he's like, yo, when he first moved in, his neighbors questioned him a lot. His neighbors looked at him funny. His neighbors made it seem as if he wasn't supposed to be able to afford the house that he has. And so correct. all of those notions and stuff, they don't know him from a, a can of paint in the wall. Where else would that come from? They don't. Other than the fact that they're looking. They don't know him from Adam and Eve and Adam and Steve and Adam, Steve and Guinevere. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't. So <laughs> where else would you get those? Like I said that with a straight face. <laughs> where else would they get those notions other than they see this big black man moving into an area that not many mm-hmm. black people are in and they're like well what the fuck is going on that that shouldn't be the case and so right these are the type of people that right wing uh media likes to kind of bring into the loop and give them these talking points that make it seem like no it's not that you don't like black people it's just that who they align themselves with is part of the problem First of all, black people are not linked to Antifa. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter and Antifa are not the same thing. Correct. Second of those, those are different things. <laughs> second of all, Antifa is not this fucking ISIS group that they are trying to paint these niggas out to be. I don't know much about Antifa. Right. I know that they're supposed to be an extreme leftist group, so I'm not making any type of fucking uh excuses for them because i i listen i hear that they do violent things and i know that they their stance mm-hmm. is if the extreme right wants to come with violence the extreme left is going to meet and match that violence that's what they supposed right. to stand for now i'm again i'm not a representative of antifa and i'm not gonna sit here and say that they have a, a good excuse or not violence obviously does not really help any of these situations it only escalates shit just like when police come out looking like fucking war machine but the point of the matter is um they they try to link black lives matters to that so that white people can be like oh well black lives matters is is linked to these terrorist groups antifa blase blase blah um and then obviously like calling groups of protesters that are black thugs is nothing but coded language. Uh, like I said, linking right. them to Antifa makes it seem like that's a very misleading thing. And then is miscategorizing what defunding the police actually means and its intention. Um, and all of that is designed so that black people are looked at a certain type of way. And they feel un- they feel comfortable seeing these black people in that light. Now it gives them an excuse. It emboldens them to feel like, oh, well, no, it's not that I don't like black people, but... You know, they link themselves to all these crime organizations. Is their reason? It, they're the reason why their communities never are successful. They just got to get it together over there. Mm. And then when you have someone right. like a black woman, like Candace Owens, giving them these talking points, it validates it even further. I can't even say black woman. That's why I said person. You're right. Because right. I'm just, I can't believe she's black. I was like, wait, she's black? Get the fuck out of here. Candace Owens. But that's what the right wing does. They take all these uh, people that you wouldn't believe or think of as being, quote unquote, right wingers or conservatives. 
And they make them the talking points. They make them the figureheads because, oh, if a black woman is saying that black people are thugs, they must be thugs. Or, well, she said it, so why can't I say it? So now white people feel emboldened and now they can point to Candace Owens and be like, well, I'm only, you know, she lives in the community. No, she doesn't. (laughs) She's never lived. No, she she definitely doesn't. She's never came from any form of black culture. So- Again, let's talk about her as a person. She claims her story began in high school after a hate crime incident happened to her. She went to school and basically describes the event as ruining her life. So, um, and she also says that it was a little thing. It was a small little thing that ruined her life and ruined everybody else's life that was involved. So apparently a group of white kids at school repeatedly called her and then they threatened her and they called her racial slurs. She found out who the kids were. She personally forgave them, but she claims that the media didn't. And so one of the reasons why the media held on to the story is one of the kids was the sons of a politician in, uh, I can't remember what state it was. I want to say Connecticut, but don't quote me on that because I'm not sure. I think it was Connecticut though. But um, basically one of the politicians in there, their son was involved in it. And as she tells mm-hmm. the story to Joe Rogan, she highlights all the shit that right wing people are going to pick up on. Right. The media right. was by, the media was the reason why this shit got out of control. And, uh, you know, the racism wasn't really that serious. It wasn't really that important. It didn't bother me that much. So she makes it seem like, you know, race isn't an issue in America. And of course, the media. So now if I am one of these brainwashed people that just go either way, left or right, I'm just like, see, yeah, that's exactly what what I knew. Um, so she claims from that she had a bout of, of mental illness where she was dealing with anorexia. Um, and through those struggles, struggles is where she started to discover that her beliefs on liberalism were how as she describes it childish and that they were oppressing her and that's when she decided to change and start to look into conservative viewpoints and conservative means so when she started to do that she became a talking point for the conservative party um wow the problem is none of her actions in, in none of her actions, she can have a civil conversation. Her comments are always inflammatory, right. and the things that she does always seem to serve white people's conscience and nobody else. <laughs> like, she's, I've never seen her talk about a topic besides Kanye West, when Kanye West was doing his whole little thing, that has anything to do okay. with black culture other than to demean it. Um... She doesn't like to be black, bro. I agree. I I agree. She doesn't. Uh, she 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 hasn't fully accepted, um, what of the people that represent the majority of black people, our ancestors, our civil rights leaders, our you know teachers, our you know people on the the the, the front lines. She probably didn't even feel no way about Breonna Taylor. I don't no think way. she's even mentioned Breonna Taylor. Brianna Taylor's Correct. not a yeah, thing. That- I haven't heard her mention him. She's been on George's ass. I haven't really heard anything that she's said about 
um, how a black life dying by the hands of the police makes her feel as a black woman. So extreme right wing talking heads have all, have now started to adapt this identity of victimhood where the entire world is controlled by liberalism. And because of that, their truths are never heard. And this amplifies things that mm-hmm. they say to their audiences becomes it becomes more authentic to make it seem like, well, you're not going to get the real truth from the media. You got to go outside of the media and listen to people who have your viewpoints because the media is trying to shut our voices down. And obviously, when you mix in, this is a thing that I'm starting to say to people a lot. When you mix in a little bit of truth with a whole bunch of bullshit, it's very hard for people to understand, like, what the reality of the situation really is. So, yeah, the mainstream media is mostly liberal. That's a fact. Um, But shutting out viewpoints really isn't the case. A lot of things that right wing people say defame other people. And I mm-hmm. think that more particularly, they defame protected classes. So when you negatively speak about transgender people, when you negatively speak about mm-hmm. black people, when you negatively speak about any other race of people, you're going to get flagged and or you're not going to get national airtime. Like, correct, unless you're Fox News. But that's more of the issue than it is that people don't want to hear conservative viewpoints. I I would love to hear uh, conservative viewpoints because conservatism is not a negative thing. It's just uh, always mixed in with some other shit that don't need to be mixed in with the conservative viewpoint. That's really what it is. Um, So Mm -hmm. another clown ass nigga that came out this week was Ben Sharpio. He decided he wanted to, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, debunk this popular video i don't know if you saw it bro from act that speaks about uh systemic racism and how it impacts black people so there's a there's a a video by act that's going around and basically what it describes is how systemic racism works and it starts off with like a black kid and a white kid within the same area but they live in different Mm -hmm. parts of that town we've all seen this happen we've all witnessed it in our lives The white kid has the generational wealth and things like that. And because of the part of town that he lives in, they speak about how everything that we spoke about last week in terms of um, schooling uh, being funded by wealth tax and stuff like I mean, by by property tax and things like that. So he called himself debunking it. But all he did in the video was prove the truths of it and then say, but you can also look at it from this perspective and that means that because there's another way to look at it, that what they're saying is is not true. And it was just really, really sad. Ben Sharpio is known on by conservatives as being one of their smartest and brightest. But during that breakdown of this video, he looked like a goddamn fool. Um, but I just feel like they just try he's to be. Probably, he's he's probably he's probably taking dick in the back, bro. Smartest and the brightest. I don't know what he's taking. I don't know what he likes. I mean, I know he's married, so I do know what he's taking. But uh, listen, <laughs> I just feel like niggas try to be contrarian on person, inflammatory on purpose. Um, but another group of people who were very inflammatory this week were the Democrats. Did you see uh, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and the rest yes. of the fucking politicians looking like they were trying out for Black Panther 2? 
I feel like I seen something, but I didn't click it. But it looked like fuckery, so I just went right by it. I was like, nah, I'm not watching this shit because she was doing good up until this point. And I was like, I don't know now. I I, I don't know. Well, I, I like Nancy Pelosi. I do. But this shit right here, <laughs> nah, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Listen, I get it. They trying. They, they really trying to figure out what to do to make black people understand that they hear us. But... This is exactly how we know white people don't know what the fuck is going on. No, no. <laughs> like, no. they don't know. First of all, washing people's feet, uh, I, you know, all, it, all that extra shit that people are doing, they got to chill out with. Like, I get it. I mean, I love, I love washing feet, though, you know. I like a nice big toe in my mouth, you know what I mean? Like, I like licking the bottom of it, I, I, the calf muscle in the back. I hear you. White people are out here yeah, washing black yeah. people's feet, though, <laughs> as as part of the protest. <laughs> I'm cool no, off that. Don't do that. Hey, that that's retarded. Hey, <laughs> that might be what Terry Crews means when he talks about black supremacy. I'm I'm cool off. Right. I'm cool off getting right. my feet washed, dog. Like I don't. Why would they be? Why Why would they be washing niggas' feet during a protest? What type of shit is that? Cultural appropriate. Let me not. I'm not even going to do that. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. Get the fuck out of here. Not trying to hear that shit, G. Not trying to hear that shit, G. The Chinese people out there tight. The, the, the They're mad. Tech, the, they, they're taking our jobs. The Chinese they're taking our jobs. Out here very upset at these white folks. We don't want them to just order shrimp pork fried rice. We got to wash their feet I too. Could, I could do it out the accent, dog. I can really do it out. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, nah, I, I get it. It's They're trying to do a, a show of solidarity. It, it ain't. That ain't it though. We don't we don't need that. Just get the laws changed like everybody's been saying, and we will That's be fine saying. with that. We don't want no white people taking away jobs from any of the Koreans, any of the Asians that own these beauty salons. Let them do their job. That's their business. Let them do their job. Okay. <laughs> That's not racist. That's real shit. Let them do their job. <laughs> Let them <laughs> wipe my foot, Nancy. I know your name not Nancy, but wipe, wipe my foot bottom. Yo, Justin Bieber, <laughs> Justin Bieber, uh, and his wife got on live with Angela Rye, and together they learned oh, from Angela about racism. Do you feel like we need more conversations? Wait, time out, time out, time. Wait. Wait, wait, stop, stop. <laughs> Justin Bieber got on a live with Angela Rye and his wife to learn about racism. Justin Bieber, your mentor was fucking Usher. What the fuck are you, nigga? You did records with Gucci Man and DJ Khaled. Nigga, you don't know about racism? Justin Bieber, are you stupid? I mean, what type of man is Justin Bieber, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, you Come know on. that, that not trying to none of that stuff mattered because they had that video with him singing nigga. But, um, wait, 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 wait. What video? There's been a video flowing around of Justin Bieber singing "Nigga" uh, popped up a couple years ago. He had to make an apology <sighs> about it. But do we? Do you feel like we need to have more like live discussions like that, where you know someone like a Justin Timberlake needs to get on live with a Charlemagne the God and talk about race relations? You think that's helpful? No, Justin Justin Timberlake has a black father. I'm not trying to hear that shit from Justin B, uh, from Justin Timberlake. I'm good off that. Um, Mariah Carey has some black in her. 
I don't care how fucking white her skin is. I don't want to hear that shit. Listen, white people know what the fuck it is. Like, I feel like trying to tell somebody, oh, we need to have a cultural class or we need to have some study or we need to have some therapy group session on live to talk about why white people don't understand racism. Yo, that's probably one of the most dumbest things we probably could be trying to get implemented in a situation like this because black people know that a lot of white people have gotten away with. So one of the things that was mentioned, I went to a party um, last night. One of the things mm-hmm. that was said at the table um, was there's a lot of people that witness crimes that were not on camera. What about those lives that we don't know? What about those hashtags that we'll never say? And I was like, that's a great fucking point. So the reality is there's more people that have died from crimes that we have yet to see caught on camera. That's true. White people, white, yeah, white people know to the extent and the extremity of what they did. So to teach these niggas like it's a class, nigga, this ain't hooked on phonics. Nigga, you know what your forefathers have done. We don't need to talk about it. We need to talk about what you're going to do moving forward. Talk about racism. Nah, well, bro. I don't think we wasting our time I don't on that one. I mean, I watched the live. One, Justin Timberlake's father is not black, but <laughs> I watched the live. Uh, okay. Uh, well, Justin got some black in him. Nah, he he, he both parents is white. <laughs> just just looked it up. Really? Yeah. Um Oh shit. Um Justin, you've been lying to me. But what I will say is <laughs> White people know about their history, but they don't know the nuances of what racism does to black people. And on that level of it, I do think that there needs to be some form of communication or teaching because they really think that racism is just about slavery and slavery is over. So there's no more racism. Racism is the civil rights movement. Um, so we cured it with the civil rights. Martin Luther King was the, the greatest man in the world. He cured racism. And when Obama became president, that was the nail in the coffin. So I don't, I think most, uh, not most, I think a lot of white people though, mm-hmm. um, are very unfamiliar with systemic racism. I think they're very unfamiliar with implicit bias. I think they're very unfamiliar with microaggressions and little things that, they may do that they don't realize come from a deeper place. Like when they say certain things out of their mouths, they don't think of it as a racist comment, but they don't realize that if you're saying X, Y, and Z shouldn't be able to afford this car, that is coming from your idea of what black people are able to afford because you think that they're either unable to have that amount of income coming in or where you think they Mm -hmm. live or any other ideology that you have behind you. The fact that you might see your child have a black friend and get a little bit more on edge than if he had a white friend, you know, like little things like that. I don't think white people are really conscious of. I think, though, that if we really want to take it there on some real shit, this is about to be mad extreme. I'm about to take it back to 2016 shit. (laughs) White people, we need to figure out a way for some white people at their jobs 
at their, you know, if, if they're in school, if they're taking some type of certification, then they need to take a course in how their racism has affected black people. And the, and the course needs to be constructed by fucking black people. By black people. I actually think that's a great idea. Yo, you heard it here first. Dads and Bowties. If y'all niggas steal this idea, oh, y'all better give us credit. You better give us fucking credit. I swear to God. You better give us credit. <laughs> so, bro, how you felt about these B. Simone uh, remarks? What What's your feelings Yo, on this? First of all, for the record, I just want to say, B. Simone, we love you. Okay, I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna start with Uh-oh, love. Bro, lead, lead with love. I know. We yeah. yeah. Sometimes people be thinking I'm on some Charlemagne shit because a lot of black women say Charlemagne hate black women. That's why he talked the way he talked. No, no, he loves y'all just like I love y'all. But sometimes y'all be talking pure fuckery, <laughs> pure fuckery. Like oh, I fuck I go on. Like I don't know. I don't know. First of all, ever since B. Simone got with the baby, she been acting like a motherfucking baby. Like motherfucker. She not, she not like, with him. She likes him. She wants to be with him. But they did that no, no, thing no, no, on, she, on Wildin' Out where it looked like they was together. I don't know if that's what no, you're no, referring no, 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 to. No, 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 no. B. Simone is with the nigga in her head. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what I'm saying, damn, niggas gonna hate me for that. What I'm saying is this. B. Simone, to me, has a mentality of a woman who she feels like the quote unquote guy that's that has the nine to five is a broke guy because he don't quote unquote necessarily have anything going from and we've heard this narrative before. I feel like uh we spoke we, we actually spoke about something like this on a podcast already. Yeah, another young ago. lady had brought it up um a while right. ago. And long story short, this is where the fuck I am. The post that you made, my brother, was everything that I would have said earlier today on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's basically my stance. That's my whole stance and my stance is this. There's a lot of niggas that have their quote-unquote companies. These niggas will act distinguished for money because they ain't got it. Facts. Fact. Gonna keep it a stack. We also got people that got a nine-to-five that are in better situations than niggas that actually have their quote-unquote companies. You're not gonna have them niggas asking me for money because they good. <laughs> and then you got the reverse. But this is the reality, though. I feel like everything comes down to a mindset. And just because what you see on the, the surface of it don't mean that's really what it is when you actually dig deeper. So I think B. Simone, you know, I know she is around our age group. She just has a bit more learning to do. Um, I think she's letting her success get to her fucking head. That's what I think. Cause she is very successful. Yeah. Very. I'm not going to front on her. She definitely has her businesses going. She's built a name for herself and she's been grinding for fucking years. So shout out to B. Simone as a brand, but B. Simone, whatever the B stands for, whether it's Brandy, whether it's, you know, B, whether it's, Beatrice, whatever the fuck the B stand for, <laughs> you got some goddamn nerve. I you got some goddamn. Nerve. I'm gonna jump off the edge and okay, jump off the edge. I'm not gonna catch you though. I want you to just hit the ground. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Go. I don't. I don't need no catching. I'm good. What? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna keep it a stack. Uh, we gotta keep it two Virgils. Okay. We're gonna keep it two Virgils right now. <laughs> Gotta, By the way, that's a great fucking that's a great title for episode. Great, great we gotta keep it two Virgils, bro. Um, B Simone was saying that she'd rather date a drug dealer nigga over mm. a nigga with a nine to five. Like, let's stop glossing it She's over. She's retarded. Let's stop glossing it over, my She's nigga. Retarded. Like, she didn't say those words. She's retarded. She didn't say those words. But we all know who mm, get naked. We all know who B Simone was talking about. 
She rather date. Uh, she kept saying she rather date a nigga with a hustler mentality, right? Right. So, I'm, I'm reading through the words. I see what she's saying. Okay. Because we know okay. the type of nigga that she's attracted to, right? We know she likes the Correct. baby. Right, the baby who probably got babies. The the baby has babies, but the baby also shot niggas. Okay. Right, we know we know what's up with the baby. Whoa, okay. Oh, right, that's true. He did shoot niggas. <laughs> right, so he's a baby grown adult who shoots grown adults. <laughs> so he's the baby who shoots grown adults. His name, his name used to be Baby Jesus, and we fuck with the baby. Uh, don't send no shooters, and if you 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 damn sure wait, not slapping wait, nobody with. Wait, wait, you can't say, you can't gloss over that. Wait, his name used to be the baby. Wait, the baby's name used to be Baby Jesus? The baby's Nigga, name I'm used dead. to be Baby Jesus. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So she wants to be, re, so she wants some reincarnation dick. <laughs> Heard you. Continue but, um, Continue. That's the nigga she was talking about. Like, I, I want y'all to, like, we got to stop. She was saying, like, she would prefer to deal with a nigga who's making money, has that entrepreneurial, quote unquote, uh-huh. spirit over a nigga who has an honest job. But besides that, that's my personal feeling. As That's me reading into seeing what B. Simone says she's into and those comments. Because Nick Cannon is the one who shot the bail and said, oh, you mean like a CEO mindset, right? And then she was like, yeah, something, someone like that. That wasn't the direction she was right. going if he didn't say that. But besides that, that's, right. that's my personal take. I'm throwing that to the side. Based off what she said, she didn't say anything wrong for her preference. Now, I want people to be mm-hmm. very clear about that. Nobody cares and nobody is upset. Nobody has a problem with her personal preference as to who she would like to date and why. Of course. Why? Well, no, I do have a problem with the why, but who she would like to date. Nobody, <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. Like, I, congratulations. If, if you only, I mean, I don't know how you're going to know a nigga, an entrepreneur until later in the date. I don't think that's a first date question all the time. Or No, that's not a first date question. Or, no. Like, so, I mean, you might ask, what do you do? But what right, you might, but he might not say what he does on the side. He might just say what he does as an occupation day to day. And that goes back to the point of there are a lot of people who have nine to fives and have their own business. So correct. Granted, she said it's not about the nine to five it's about the mindset. All right. But you have distinguished that there is a shameless That's plug. A beautiful word. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, distinguished. That there is a quote unquote nine to five mindset and there's an entrepreneurial mindset. And I don't necessarily agree that that's the case. I know plenty of niggas who have mm-hmm. nine to fives and, and move with that shit like an entrepreneur. They got they they just using it as a building block to do something else. And I know niggas who have a nine to five and are entrepreneurs. I know entrepreneurs that work fucking longer hours than nine to five niggas. They sitting at their desk That's a fact. 12 hours a day. Like, I, I've literally had someone tell me, like, yeah, there are certain days where I'm at the computer 12 hours out of the day trying to make sure shit is going well. So shit. she made it seem like there was some differential in mindset. If you want to say you want to go get a mindset, that makes more sense to me. I don't like, again, right. I don't really I don't care what your preference is in terms of. If that turns you on, that a nigga's an entrepreneur, I am not in charge of what turns you on. I am not going to make a comment about that. But when you insinuate that people 
who have a nine to five don't have a go getter mentality. Only entrepreneurs have go getter mentalities. It, it just sends it just signals a, a, a weird thing that we're throwing into society. And we could even take this off B. Simone because she's not the only one that says a sentiment like this. This is a growing sentiment that I'm seeing a lot of young women say. So I don't know how you feel about that growing ideology about men now need first it was you had to have a good job you have to be able to take care of everything now it's getting to the point where it's like you can't even have a job you got to be an entrepreneur you got to have your own business otherwise you we don't want to fuck with you after we get to a certain level i feel like i feel like honestly what's happening is that to me we're going to keep it a stack stack we're going to keep it two virgils two virgils and two fat poom pooms from a yard (laughs) From yard, you see me? Women, the majority of y'all just love money. Not the man that you with or not the man you pursuing. You love money. So anything associated with money is what the fuck. That's the type of time that you want. So going back to the the baby, he's associated with getting money. He's associated with being a hustler. He's associated with being an entrepreneur. If that nigga didn't have those three associations that I just mentioned attached to his name, the nigga would just be the baby. That's fucking it. That's true. That's it. He wouldn't have anything else attached to him. So all of the allure and all of the um, confetti that's around the nigga would just disappear. B. Simone, in the same fucking breath, B. Simone is a, a comedian. B. Simone is a Instagram sensation. B. Simone was on while B. Simone has been built. But if B. Simone didn't have those things to own, she would just be a regular B. Simone. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And I think most women that's coming up now, because they, you know, I'm not saying nothing is wrong with whatever motivation you pick. Hey, if money if money is motivating you to, you know, get it in in life and, you know, do bigger and better things, by all means, do that. However, putting that on somebody else to have to be with you and then making that seem like that's one of the primary only reasons why, to me, that's not only bullshit, that's shallow. Because at the end of the day, what's going to happen now when all of that money gets taken away? What's going to happen now when that person is in a jam? Is that person still an entrepreneur because they don't have it right at that moment? Does the mentality that you think that person should have had, does that all all of a sudden go away? Like, what the fuck does that mean? I think you make a very... I think you make a strong point when it comes to, like, prioritizing what should be at the forefront of a relationship. And we can't speak for everybody. Like, I know for me, my priorities are definitely very different from B. Simone. And no priority is right or wrong. But I feel Mm -hmm. like the foundations that I build or I'm looking to build with a young woman is based off of what is going to make the relationship last. And money ain't it. Correct. Money is actually the leading. That in it, chief. Money is the, the leading cause. One of the leading causes of divorce, and that has a lot to do with how much you value money in a relationship. Correct. Because Correct. there might be. Listen, I mean, we say this all the time. My idealistic position would be to be able to take care of the person that I'm with, and um, be able to do live the lifestyle. I want. I think everybody aspires to be able to make enough money to live a lifestyle that they're comfortable and they're able to do what they want. With that being said, correct. When I look to date somebody, 
Is it attractive to me if they're able to hold their own? Absolutely. Don't get it. Don't get it, get it twisted. It It's important to a certain degree. Is it a qualifying factor for me? No. I'm not sitting mm-hmm. there looking, oh, you're not making 100 mil? Oh, I can't fuck with you. But I also think right. that that's how, I mean, we're, men and women are reared differently in that regard. Men don't look at women and say, if you don't add X amount of value to my life uh, monetarily, then I'm not going to fuck with you. Although I think there is a little bit of value of like saying, hey, what are you adding to my life? I get that point. Like, right. you don't want to be held down. I get down. that too. I respect yeah, that. Yeah, you don't want to be held down by your partner. That makes sense. Right. But are we, now we're disqualifying people because of how they get money? Like, that don't really sit well. That doesn't make sense to me. Because me, what, right. it don't matter what type of job I have, or it don't matter what type of money-getting mindset I have, that doesn't translate to how I'm going to treat you in the relationship. I mean, it, it can translate right. in terms of how the relationship folds out. Meaning, yeah, there might be times as an entrepreneur that can make their own schedule. You might be able, you might wake up one morning and be like, babe, let's go on a trip. I just want to, I just want to get up and go. And someone who has a nine to five may have to say, well, I got to schedule my vacation. I can't just get up and go. But right. So, yeah, if you value that in your relationship, that is definitely where a form of friction could possibly but I also feel like that's superficial to the foundation of the person. Who the fuck are you dating mm-hmm. comes out is the first thing you need to be worried about. What are the values of that person? What are the morals of that person? And what does that person stand Big for? Facts. Do y'all have the same life trajectory that y'all trying to work towards? Now, do they have the money to live the life or are they working towards getting the money to live the life that you see for yourself? Okay. Cool. That's like, for me, I need to see who you are as a person first. Um, Mm -hmm. And I value that over what type of job you may have or what type of job mindset. It is important, yes, in terms of I do want to know if if you're in the same mindset to be like, yo, we're going to make money and we're going to be able to sustain a lifestyle together. That is important. Not diminishing that at all. But that to me just comes a secondary to, well, who are you and what are your values? And it just seems like, right. as you said, bro, some women, I won't, say, I won't say all, but some women, and it seems like an increasing amount, are prioritizing how much money you can make before they mm-hmm. even prior, prioritize who the person is that they're dating. And they may even tolerate dumb shit from their mate if that person is giving them money. Yo, that's yo, that's probably one of the most sickest things you could do in a relationship. It's like, you know what? I'm going to let this nigga do whatever. I'm going to let him say whatever. At the end of the day, that nigga giving me money. Damn, you really... So basically, you just let me know you're valued at whatever dollar amount that he gives to you. Heard you, sis. So you, so you can be bought at any time. Heard you. That's what it sounds like. And that's what it comes mm-hmm. off like. Um, that's unfortunate when you know that it's the truth I remember going on certain dates and mm-hmm. I remember there was this girl that was interested in I was interested in her she seemed interested in me and she gave me her number and um, 
this was around the time I think we were doing our live shows, like the first live nice. show or something. We're going to be back with them, by the way, ladies Absolutely. and gentlemen. Oh, boy. Um, live show. We did our first live show. And she was like, oh, yeah, I want to come. I was like, okay. And I was like, well, if you want to come through, come through. And she was like, but are you going to be popping bottles, though? <laughs> I was like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, wait. Somebody called me? Somebody called me? <laughs> I was like, um. What the fuck is she talking I was about? like, yo, I don't know if we popping bottles, but it's a possibility. I'm like, are you coming or not, though? <laughs> fucking are you man. coming to the show or, or not? And she would not. Are we popping bottles? She would not answer me, bro. She just kept saying, are we popping? Are you guys going to be popping bottles? Are you going to be ordering Wait, bottles? That's what she kept saying? Bro, I promise you. So after after the bro, second or third time she said say it. Say her name. I don't she even remember matter, her name, right? dog. Um, oh, shit. After the second or third time that she said it, I just stopped responding because I was like, oh, all right. Okay. I see what this is. Like, you don't even give a fuck about who. I could be a fucking murderer out here. And right. all you worried about is if we popping bottles. If the murderer is popping bottles. Heard you. Heard you. Um, Russell Simmons. So I don't know if you heard the Oprah documentary uh, for Russell is out. And Wait, it's out now? Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's, it's oh, out. shit. And Where is it at? On OWN or is it on Netflix? It's on HBO. HBO Max. Oh, it's on HBO. Oh, shit. You can find HBO it. HBO Max. Yeah, okay. you can find it easily on HBO Max. I don't know if it's on like HBO Demand or anything yet, but okay. um, it's on HBO. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I have heard that there are some pretty serious allegations against Russ. Oh, shit. Um, I've heard that. And Russell Simmons, I think, was on the Breakfast Club this week responding to the allegations. So, oh, wow. Okay. What he said was interesting because it goes back to a conversation that me, you, and Flo had uh, earlier this year. And he said he believes the women that say that they felt sexually harassed by him. He believes them. Okay. And he he says, but I also believe me. And I also believe how I Nigga, felt. What? So basically, what he's saying. What? <laughs> so so two different experiences happened. <laughs> basically, basically, that's really what he's saying. Basically, he he was saying like he gave one scenario. He said a young lady said that she got into the car with him, and it was mm-hmm. in the '90s or some shit like that, and it was a Cadillac. And okay. when she got into the car. He locked the doors or whoever was driving locked the doors and Uh she got, I guess she started to feel tense because now the car door is locked and you know, them old cars, you can't get out without the, the, uh, uh, the driver's side opening up the, the, um, locked doors. So her experience from that was now she's on edge and she's looking or she's feeling as if. Uh, she's in a bit of, you know, she's more on edge. And then for him, he's just looking at it like, well, the the car door is locked, you know, because we're about to drive right. off or whatever the case is. Um, mm-hmm. But it brings up the question, though, in terms of, like, are we moving the goalposts too close to the idea of different experiences now can exist and can be looked at as sexual harassment 
You know, like we're not looking at it from a, I guess, factual, evident viewpoint anymore. We're looking at it from the lens of, well, if someone's experience was negative based off of mm-hmm. how they describe it, if they go and say, said person sexually harassed me, but um, there's no like evidence towards the quote unquote traditional harassment. There's more evidence in the realms of coercion and maybe the realms of uncomfortability. Are we now looking at experiences? Mm-hmm. That, to me, bro, that is a very complicated question because, honestly, bro, there's so many variables and so many factors. The thing is, if me and you go to the club, bro, which we've been to the club, but we go to the club, and let's say we go to the club with women because we are single men, and, you know, we just, you know, might, you know, bring some of our friends to have a good time And let's say for whatever reason, one of our friends says me or you or the both of us, she felt uncomfortable during a certain situation, probably had nothing to do with sexual harassment, nothing with cohesion. Maybe it was a conversation that made her feel uncomfortable and she waits until weeks or months or years go by and then she finally brings it up. And then she says, well, you made me feel uncomfortable. And what if one of us takes it one way and the other one says no i didn't see it like that mm-hmm. it at that point is basically her her word against her word against our feelings because we both were there so we may have interpreted what was said based on the inflection tonality uh tonality um you know how it was conveyed if it was like facetious like whatever but if she was in her feelings that day maybe her experience could have been heightened. So maybe the story would be more believable based on how she conveys it if she was already tight or if she was in her feelings or if she was just mad at one of us for saying what they... And then that made her be like, you know what? Let me add some spice to this shit. Mm. Then it could Then it would be perceived as the experience versus what actually really happened. Right. Because that can be heightened too. I mean, I've been looking at some Joe Rogan clips and... They were citing a bunch of these really obscure, I want to make it very clear that these are very obscure, these Mm -hmm. are not the average or norm um, sexual harassment Mm -hmm. cases, but he was citing some really obscure cases where a lot of people either lost their job or got kicked out of a university based off of some really, really, really weird circumstances. So one of them was like, Mm -hmm. um, the, the young lady said, that she felt so in one one instance was the young lady was fine everything was good she tells her friends about the sexual experience and Mm -hmm. her friends tell her and her friends are able to convince her that she was sexually assaulted and the way they do so is they say well you were sexually assaulted because you were drunk and She says she didn't feel that way. She didn't feel taken advantage of. Of course, this is according to how he's describing this scenario. Um, Okay. And so she ends up bringing the allegations. I think it was on university. So she brings it to the university. The university kicks the dude out, um, but then sues the university because he says, well, I was drunk too. So under the logic that you're using, I can counterclaim that she raped me 
Oh. Now, granted, oh, first of all, fuck. this shit shouldn't even be a case because, as far as I know, if both people are intoxicated to uh, an equal degree, then it, it, it's, it's still considered consensual sex. I don't know where we C- got to correct. this place where if you're both drunk, uh, an allegation of rape could be made solely off of the drunkenness. He actually he he sounds crazy for saying that. By the way, he sounds mad crazy for that. In my opinion, he sounds retarded. What you mean? He he sounds crazy about what? Like he sounds crazy in terms of, um, he's going to counter sue the school because he was also drunk too. It doesn't make no sense because if if. If both of y'all was drunk, I get it. Somebody got to pay for, you know, why you no longer are working. But he should be trying to get money from her at this point, not the school. I mean, well, I think he's suing. He's suing the school because they kicked him off campus. So, the, so he can't come back and teach. He's a, no, there was students. There were two students. Oh, students. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he gets robbed of his education. And then he also, I don't, I guess, I don't know how that sits on your record when it's like a university claim. But it could right. be on, like, your transfers or whatever. So it might have been hard for him to get into a new school or whatever the case okay. is. So he decided the best way to get reciprocity would be to sue the school because it mm-hmm. didn't make sense that they were one-sided in kicking him out because they both had a sexual experience that they both consented to, but her friends right. were able to convince her that it wasn't consent because she was intoxicated. So that was like one of the really right. obscure ones. Um, there was another weird, obscure one, which this was in in the favor of the young lady. But, um, okay, you know, was it's still kind of like one of those scenarios, I guess. It's, it's definitely not right, but it's one of those scenarios that we would look at a certain we we would. There's, you know, there's elements to it, rather. I think that's the best way to say it. But there's a situation where this dude is having sex with this young woman and the uh, he asks her if he could do anal and she says no and then he did it anyway mm-hmm. that definitely is um a form of rape in the sense of she did not consent to that particular action and you still did it Correct. it's very similar to if if someone tells you to keep a condom on and you take the condom off like that's rape but um damn um but yeah but there are these just like obscure stories that kind of make it like all right are we moving too far into a space where it'll be way too hard to factually prove or factually come to a a conclusion regarding any form of sexual harassment because we're now getting into this realm of as russell simmons kind of put it my experience and your experience was different so now what because now we're now we're talking about feelings and not facts. And you can never argue feelings over facts. Someone is someone may feel one way, you may feel another way. That's there's nothing you could really say about that. Yeah, so I just think that we're getting into this territory um where it is is it, it it doesn't help anybody if we get to a space where we're now dealing with these cases and dealing with these scenarios where it's feelings and feelings versus, you know, facts or reality or whatever the case is. is it, now we get into a spot where your experience versus my experience, instead of it being like factual evidence that we can look at and support and say, okay, something wrong happened here. 
But if I'm looking at it from, oh, your perspective of what happened is just different from that person's perspective, that's hard to mitigate. And then we're now it, it, I, it unfortunately becomes who can emote the best, like who can show their emotions better than the other person. Like if this girl is breaking down and crying and very visibly upset, I'm going to be inclined to believe that something happened to her. But if he's maintaining like, yo, literally all we did was we went, uh, took a walk in the park. I tried to kiss her. She said, no. Um, I said, okay, no problem. And then I took her home, but she's like, yo, I was traumatized. Like he grabbed me up and tried to force his, his lips on me. I had to say no a couple of times. And like, now it becomes, all right, these are two different scenarios. And what do we do? Because we're getting into this space. I think where we move in the goalposts just to this feel this experience versus experience thing and that's i think that's kind of dangerous for everybody at the end of the day everybody has to be clear on what's happening when it's happening and yo these days i just ask people like are you good you know um like like yesterday i went to a party and (laughs) yo i made an inappropriate joke at the table and Yo, niggas was looking at me like I had 10 faces. My friend actually put her head down and said, Malak, no. She was already drunk. So it was, it was, the joke, the, it was a bad joke. (laughs) It was was Mm. a bad joke, bro. It, it went left. The girl, the girl beside me goes, what are you trying to say about me, Malak? I said, no, I'm not trying to say nothing about you. I'm just saying in context of, we were playing, uh, this game called Cards Against Humanity. That's a wild ass game, by the way. So, yeah. Um, long story short, a topic came up and we had to fill in the blank and she was leaving on, it said something like, and this item comes with, and then the phrase and her phrase was itchy pussy. And I go, damn, I would hate to leave the game on itchy pussy. Like she had to go home after that. I said, damn, that's crazy. Mm. I, w- I would want to do another round. And she goes, what are you trying to say? And I was like, no, I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't want to leave on that's itchy a passable, pussy. That's a passable joke to me. I, right. I don't think it was a bad and joke. She, I didn't think it was bad. She was like, what are you trying to say, though? Are you trying to say something? I said, no. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to just stop. So today, um, I was like, I was told my friend, I said, hey, and can you tell your friend that, you know, I know she probably took the joke the wrong way. Tell her I apologize. I didn't mean nothing by it. What I was just trying to say was I wouldn't want to win the game on Itchy Pussy, knowing that I'm right. a woman. Because if I was a man and I left on Itchy Pussy, that might mean something else. What I'm trying to say is I wouldn't want to leave the game like that. Okay? I would want to do another round. Right. And right. she didn't take it the wrong she, she didn't take it the right but, way. So. I mean, yeah. I think that I mean, I think that that's a, a great example of what we're talking about with removing it from the sexual harassment component because that's right. where it really becomes tricky because you mm-hmm. you want to believe if someone has such a horrible experience you want to you want to believe that and you want to do something about that you don't right. want to be you don't want to live in a world where people feel like they're victimized and people are are silenced about it or not doing anything and we know that mm-hmm. there has been a history of men doing fucked up shit to women so we want right. to correct that as much <laughs> as possible but i think so removing it from that you made a joke you thought it was funny. 
no, 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 no. The joke was funny. She's the only one that did not fuck with it, bro. Right. But in context, <laughs> in context of your experience versus her experience. Yeah, correct. You correct. made a joke. Mm-hmm. It was funny to you. She took it. It wasn't funny to her. Right. Now, if she was to say that she if she visibly got upset from said joke and started to cry or whatever, the other people that initially laughed are now going to start looking at you like, yo, come on, man, you fucked up. Correct. But y'all was just laughing five minutes ago because you knew that I was joking. But right. now that she's visibly upset, now the tide has changed and now we're, we're fighting the quote-unquote facts of the room because if nine out of the ten people were laughing, mm-hmm. but before she got upset, now we're fighting the facts of everybody knew it was a joke Right. to, well, she's visibly upset, so, you know, you did something wrong, which is still understandable because mm-hmm. if someone gets offended, you should correct that. But if it then turned into something more, now it's like, well, what do you want me to like? Where is the line between me saying, listen, my intent was a joke versus you feeling like I offended you or I said something to purposely hurt you or make you feel some type of way? Correct. So it becomes hard because you're now talking about two different experiences instead of something factual like, yo, he cursed you out. He cur- you cursed her out, you cursed her to filth, and then at the end of it, you said she got an itchy pussy. You were definitely trying to be disrespectful in that moment. As opposed to, you made a joke, that person didn't take it as a joke, what do we do now? Right, um, but it's, it's just hard. I don't know. Um, did, you, did, you, did you see Terrence versus, Terrence J versus uh, Marlon Wayans? No, but this sounds retarded reading it. What? What? <laughs> this sounds mad retarded. Are we talking about this right now? So Terrence J and Marlon Wayans, Terrence J was definitely drunk as fuck. Um, oh, okay. They were on right. live going back and forth. Okay. Uh, basically, Terrence J accused Marlon Wayans of not supporting black business. Mm-hmm. And Marlon decided the best way to show Terrence was to go... And show off all of his clothing and stuff that he owns that actually Virgil and other black creatives have have made in their clothing lines. Damn. Um, now, I know black business is, and supporting it is definitely a big thing for you. Um, for what, sure. What does that look like? For me, supporting a black business doesn't always necessarily mean money. Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that I've been promoting this last week that just, uh, well, this week that's passing, I've never bought a product a day in my life. We're going to keep it a stack. I've never, pre- and that doesn't mean that their product is trash. That doesn't mean that their product is not worth my money. That just simply means, one, I haven't gotten around to it. Two, um, I haven't probably found a product or item that they sell that I actually like that resonates with me personally. Three, that may also mean that the product that they have, I don't feel like I need it right this second. Right. So these are variables that I take into consideration when I'm supporting a black business. But overall, what it looks like to me is I support your business by promoting your brand on my platform. And people, a lot of people did reach out to me after they saw me promoting other people's businesses, bro. They reached out to me and said, hey, can you promote my business? And I said, sure. And then some people reached out to me and said, you know, I, 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 I fuck with what you're doing this thing because I go to other people's platforms and because they have followers, they charge me. I'm like, well, as the fuck they should, because if they have a right. platform that's bigger than mine and they feel the need to charge because they know you're going to get more visibility off of their followers and their name 
then they got all the right to charge your ass. It's if you want to pay it now is what it comes down to. If you don't feel like it's worth 40 or $50, then nigga, you ain't got to pay that shit. But don't get mad that they charge it. Just say you don't want to pay it and move the fuck on. Come on, right. move on. Right. So that's what it looks like to me, brother. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I mean, for me, listen, we like what we like. PlayStation that, 5 it. PlayStation Five about to come out. Black person ain't make that. A Japanese man <laughs> made that. Right, correct. I'm going to get that. Now, if there's a, a, a black business that comes out and is able to compete with PlayStation, mm-hmm. I probably would prioritize the black business over the PlayStation. Facts. Um, to, to, just see, support to see what the, it's all about, right. I right, see what to support about. the black to black business. I think for me, it's prioritization for business that competes with the things that I like. So if if there's a black apple that comes out, mm-hmm. I will be buying all my products from black apple. I I'll move away from Apple and I will prioritize Black Apple because it's compatible with Apple and I'm helping out my people to some extent. But that I don't think it necessarily means that you have to forego liking or buying or supporting the things that you traditionally do. You got to make sure that they are in line with your uh your values and stuff, but you don't have to not deal with Nike because they're not black owned like that. Correct. I don't think that that's what anybody means when they say support black business. And that pretty much seemed to be the way that they were going back and forth. Like that was the, they were trying to make a point of, yeah, well, everything I got is black owned. And it's like, nigga, no, it's not. If you got Colgate in your, your, your kitchen, I mean, in your sink, you, you don't mm. support everything black. It's impossible Right Right. now, I hope it gets to that point, but black businesses are developing now. I think black businesses are finally flourishing in 2020 and starting to get to the the level. A lot of people, bro, since quarantine, a lot of my friends that I've been friends with for years, they just started getting their businesses. I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. this quarantine has pushed more people to come up to become entrepreneurs than ever before. So the quarantine and the covid together both has its cons, but I'm starting to see more pros. I'm starting to see way more pros, man. Yeah, and and B Simone got way more options now. Way you more options I mean? now. Fuck it, let's go get that money. So we called this shit, bro. We called this. We said that one of the artists that potentially would work with Six Nine. Oh yeah, would be was Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj. That's a fact. Niggas definitely did call that. That is a big fact. We no we surprise said there. that. We said that multiple times. We said that Nikki or Kanye would be one of those artists that would say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give him it a won't, pass. Right. It won't bother me if I do a collab with him. And so this week, Nikki has announced that a song is coming out uh, in an hour. We're recording this. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The song is dropping at midnight? Song is dropping at midnight. Oh, I have to listen to this record because I need to know what the fuck debauchery this got to I, I gotta know what this is about. I'm I'm with you, and I, I part of me don't want to listen to the shit, bro, bro. Honestly, bro. the record, real shit. The record, niggas ain't gonna like this. The record better be fire, because if this record is trash, I hate to say it, we may have to start looking to cancel Nikki. We may have to start, we may have to start looking to can't like you know what, Nikki, you tried it, bitch, you tried it. <laughs> okay, you tried. Yeah, I mean, listen. Everybody's trying to defend her saying, oh, well, it's a money move for her. And it's like... I get it, but I don't respect it and I don't nah. get it either. I don't 
Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I'm like, yo, I at this point, I don't have much to say regarding Nikki. We've all we've had our ups and downs with supporting Nikki and feeling like she does some dumb shit. I know that probably our listeners think that we think Nikki does more dumb shit than we support her. But we do want to see Nikki win. Me personally, this isn't the move. Drake, um, you can't never do a record with Miss Onika again, bro. It's clipped. As I mean, I don't think they're even cool. I don't think okay. they're cool. So okay. it is what um, it is. Thank you for the good records while y'all did it. Thank you. But Akon also is collaborating with Six Yeah, Nine. now Akon, I'm very confused because Akon, you went to jail for some shit you actually did. And you didn't tell on nobody. You made, because I'm locked up, they won't let me out. I'm locked. Like, nigga, you made locked up. Why the fuck would you do a record with a nigga who deliberately got locked up? Like, he knew he was going to go to jail for some stupid shit. And he was like, you know what? Let me get my way out of this by snitching on niggas that I did shit with. You didn't do that, though, Akon. I don't know know why you would give, I don't know why you would give 6ix9ine locked up. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't That's wild to me. Yeah, that's it's wild, wild to, me. to me too. So I don't think it's a money move on Akon. Akon, by the way, this is actually information he said on um, Drink Champs. Akon has three wives and he's chilling in Africa somewhere. He's chilling. I mean, Akon, a lot of people, a lot of, some people are saying that Akon is probably doing this to get back into the music limelight, but. I don't believe it. I, I, me either. I think he's too big for that. He's already he's, like. Akon in, is an established artist. He's international. He's good. N- but he's he's a mogul at this point. He you is. know, he, he, he has gave a electricity home, like, to Africa. Exactly. And he, I think he has his own city in Africa, if I'm not mistaken. So right. it's like, I don't know if that's it, but I just fear that mm. supporting behavior like that is going to lead to more behavior like that. Mm. And there's going to be a lot of Young, I mean, we already are in this age where mm. there's a lot of kids who they're not about certain things, and then mm. they get caught up in certain things, right, and then right, they right. either end up dead or really hurt or their lives ruined. Mm-hmm. We don't need more six nines um, who just seems to have gotten lucky, and everybody's luck runs out. So I already know this story is not going to end well. Right. We know this. We we everybody watching this knows this is a car wreck waiting to happen. Correct. And we just don't know when it's gonna happen. We don't know how it's gonna happen. But this is not gonna be one of those happy ending stories. The a- either the Akon the Akon situation, I feel like this is actually this actually may hurt may hurt Akon more than it hurts fucking Nicki Minaj. And I honestly I don't really feel like the buzz is around six nine like it used to be. He has his core fans, mm-hmm. but Niggas ain't really checking for him like that. No. Every time you see the comments, it's like, yo, stop posting this nigga. We don't care. Da 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 da. I'm sure he's gonna do quote unquote numbers, but as I said, and apparently it it got checked. A lot of those views on that video, YouTube, I think, either took down the video or took views away from the video. Wow. The, so uh, let's you the know. The one that, that he some, put out. Yeah, Gouda. So it lets you know that there was some fuck shit going on with Gouda. Heard you. Facts. Good luck to y'all. Uh, uh, that that record is. We'll we'll see. We'll see tomorrow, bro. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll give an update next week. 
Trump yes, is going to Tulsa, Oklahoma for Juneteenth, bro. This is probably top tier five fuckery that he's ever done in his presidency. <laughs> this actually trumps what he did the other day in front of the church with the Bible. This is next level disrespectful, bro. For those of you guys who don't fucking know, Tulsa is a town in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is one of the 50 states in America, if you're 52, 50 <laughs> states combined with our two territories that we have, which is uh, Puerto Rico and uh, Guantanamo Bay, if I'm not mistaken. So we got to get to the fucking history. In 1921, in Greensboro, um, something terrible happened. Something fucked up, despicable happened. A lot of black businesses were burned to the fucking ground because there was a rumbling happening earlier in the day in Oklahoma with, uh, I think, a, a young man who had a situation with a cop. A woman ended up reporting it and then ended up getting uh, told back to some of the people in the town. They was very upset that this black man had this incident with this white woman. Long story short, they burned the whole town down, all the black businesses. None of them got insurance. And I think just as of recent as somewhere between 2014 and 2015, it was now recognized as all oh, this reckoning happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we need to pay homage and respect to the people who lost their lives. But now that we have Juneteenth coming up, which, as you guys know, was the Emancipation Proclamation, slaves were free. A lot of a lot of us ain't free, okay? A lot of us still ain't free mentally from what the fuck happened uh, to our ancestors. A lot of us still ain't got our reparations, and this is this is why. Um, the protesting and the demonstration and all of the riots is at an all-time high because we're still feeling the aftermath and the after effects of what happened. But Trump doing a fucking speech on Juneteenth in Tulsa, that is, yo, he's playing with fire. I would not, and I'm not saying this to happen, I would not be surprised if somebody tried to do some wild shit to Trump while he's giving that speech in Tulsa, knowing the history of what happened in 1921. I wouldn't be surprised. He needs to be very careful about what he, he gotta says. He got to be very careful. <laughs> during that speech. Um, the U.S. actually has five territories, which I did not know. Wait, uh, oh, had, run them down. I did not know that. Puerto Rico, U.S. Okay. Virgin Islands, Guam. Uh, what's this next one? Marina Islands and Samoa. I've never Those heard of Marina Islands. I've never heard of Samoa. I did not know that the U.S. had the Virgin Islands. I did not know that. Get the yeah, fuck the, out of here. They definitely had the Virgin Islands. Um, I didn't know about um, Samoa or, yeah, Samoa or the or Marina. Marina, you said. Yeah, I've, I've never even... Wait, where the fuck is Samoa in oh, Mar- Marina? Mariana, where? sorry. Mariana. Oh, Mariana. 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 Where, where the fuck is that? Where's I have my... no. It says the the North Pacific Ocean. North Pacific um, Ocean. And Samoa is in the South Pacific Ocean. Guam. Yo, the United States got too much fucking power. God damn! So what the fuck can people just be with their people, bro, and not be you know territory t- territory linked to the U.S. What the fuck? Yo, it's this wild. Country, boy, this country is wild, man. What's the tough knot, broski? Tough not as the United States. Mind your motherfucking business and let people just live on their land. Leave them alone. Leave, leave us alone. Leave colored people alone. We don't go around saying we want to run and take over people's land and shit and run their... Leave. Leave them alone. Leave us alone. 
And because we here, we got to live with your asses. We got to deal with you. But we're not out here saying we about to run and fuck white people up today. We're not saying no stupid shit like that. We're not saying we want to run and take over where you live and run your towns. No, no. We're not saying we want to go out and run and, and burn down your police precincts. But you burn down our towns. But you kill our people. That's what the fuck you do to us. That's what you've been doing to us. And now you want to take down a few statues like everything is good. Now you want to take down a few Columbus statues like everything is supposed to be good. Now you want to go on Netflix and put the Black Lives Matter collection. Yep, I took a picture of that shit. I saw it. I think that's bullshit. I'm sorry. I think that's bullshit. Now you want to go on Amazon and be like, um, things, things that we may have lost and then put this is a collection that we recommend to our black viewers. Really? All of a sudden. And then um, uh, uh, a few a few days ago, you got our fucking mayor saying, yeah, we're going to name uh, a street in, uh, in every borough Black Lives Matter. Nigga, what? Mm. If you don't get your pacifying ass out of here, this passive aggressiveness, nigga, we need more than street names because you know what's going to happen? Niggas is going to still die on those corners. Facts. Facts. Tough now. Uh, what would dad say? Dad would say, what the fuck are we finna to do for Juneteenth? Because we need to celebrate like what we've we never celebrated. Yeah. We need to celebrate like we've never celebrated before. Like Juneteenth this year needs to be an amazing celebration. I know that's hard because we still have to do social distancing mm-hmm. and wear our masks and keep our distance mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. But this Juneteenth needs to be something special. And I hope that... uh. We make it revolutionary, especially since someone is trying to steal our moment by doing a fucking speech of doing a a fucking ridiculous mayonnaise infused speech that nobody wants to hear. Um, But that that is what dad would say. Let's make this this Juneteenth really special. I'm glad to see uh, companies like Twitter and other Others acknowledging it as a paid holiday where they're oh. letting their employees take off for That's Juneteenth. Uh, keep, that same energy. S- keep that same energy. Yeah, I would love to see that become a national thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we're going to celebrate the 4th of July, we all know our 4th of July is Juneteenth. So- and wait, and wait, and wait. If we're going to acknowledge it as a paid holiday... The only people that can get paid is black people. I'm sorry. The only fuckers that can get paid is black. White people can't get paid off that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and white people are going to be I like, think- that's wrong. No, it's not wrong. We, should, we shouldn't not- even have needed a holiday to feel free. But because we got Juneteenth, which is literally a declaration saying this is when slaves was free in 1865, we had to have a whole fucking day. Just to say that we was free? White people never got that day. Because they don't need that day. They was free every fucking day. I'm sorry. They was free every day. Real shit. That has some bow ties, y'all. That has some bow ties, y'all. Y'all have a blessed one. We see y'all next week. Deuces.